Hi there. Today I thought we'd look into how powerful it is to cut covenant and how our God, our Father, and through Jesus Christ, our Lord, is a covenant-keeping God. And I remember one day, uh, why this speaks to me so much is one day I was kind of having a sad blue day and (laughs) I was on my knees in my bedroom praying, going to, to the Lord about some things, and I felt like I didn't have, you know, my feelings were negative. But because I knew about the blood covenant, I knew that God was a covenant-keeping God. I knew about His His heart towards covenant, and now He didn't function off of feelings. That I felt brave enough to come before Him because of covenant. Because when there's a covenant involved, your feelings take a back seat. So no matter how you feel about your behavior or where, where, what you've done or not done, when you receive the covenant with God, He's going to keep the covenant. He's a covenant-keeping God. You might call it loyalty in in our language today, that He's a loyal God. He's trustworthy. And this is all to help us trusting God to a greater degree in the days ahead. So uh, we're looking at the names of God, and He's given us Jesus' name, which contains all of these names that we read off last week. And... um, how he wants to be there for us. You know, the word salvation, which is what his name purchased for us, literally means help and deliverance, health, saving, welfare, prosperity, uh, deliverance and health and help. It means all of those things. And, And we looked at his names last week where he's our provider, our healer, and our banner of protection, and then, and then on down to being our sanctifier and our peace and our shepherd. And he's all he wants to be all those things for us, and he has cut covenant with us through Jesus Christ our Lord. And when I received Christ into my life, when you received Christ into your life, you received, you took advantage, you laid hold of the covenant with God. And, you know, there's a story in... Um, uh, Genesis 16.10, it's a story about Hagar. And uh, you know the story where um, Sarah talked Abram into uh, taking Hagar as his wife and, and impregnating her because Sarah couldn't have a child. And um, once that happened, Ishmael was born, and this was a work of the flesh because that they, they decided to do that. The promised child was coming later, and his name would be Isaac. Isaac's name means laughter. And so the promised child was coming later, but Ishmael was a child of the flesh. And uh, at any rate, the angel of the Lord, she, she was put out. So once she got pregnant, Sarah got, uh, she got, uh, got to sneering at her, her mistress and Sarah and thought she had one up on her. And so she was, so Sarah put her out. And she sent her out to the wilderness and to the desert. And then the angel of the Lord appeared to her there, to Hagar, and said, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. Uh, this is a work of the flesh. This is something Abram did on his own. He and Sarah did on their own. They did not do it in obedience to God's commandments. And so, um, he, he, but, but God still blessed Abraham's seed. And what we're going to see is he was a seed of covenant. God had already cut covenant with Abram at this time. And and, uh, 
So when the angel appeared, he said, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it not be numbered for the multitude. And so uh, she went back to Sarah and served Sarah, which is what God told her to do. And so then Isaac was born. And when Isaac was being uh, bar mitzvahed, I guess, and when he was, they were having a celebration for Isaac, well, uh, Ishmael mocked him and started laughing at him. Well, that made Sarah mad. And she went to Abraham and he said, you do what you will with your servant. So Sarah banished Hagar from the family. And so Hagar goes again out into the wilderness. And it's in Genesis um, 21, 9 through 19. I want to read that because it's, it's really uh, interesting. Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore, she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son, because Ishmael was his son also. And God said unto Abraham, let it not be grievous in your sight because of the lad and because of the bondwoman and all that Sarah has said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall your seed be called. And the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because he is thy seed. So see, he's still going to work with Ishmael, even though that was outside of his, his uh, commandments. He was still going to, because why? Because Abraham was a covenant child of God. He had already cut covenant with Abraham earlier in the, in the book of Genesis. And then you're going to see that in, when Abraham rose up early in the morning and took the bread and bottled water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder. So she's being banished once again to the wilderness with a bottle of water and a piece of bread and sent her away and she departed. And the water was spent in the bottle and she cast the child under one of the shrubs and she went and set her, set her down over against him a good way off as it were a bow shot, for she said, Let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard, listen to this, God heard the voice of the lad. She was the one weeping. But he didn't hear Hagar's voice because she wasn't a covenant child of God. She was Sarah's handmaiden, but she was not in covenant with God. Abraham was in covenant with God. And so Ishmael got blessed because it's of Abraham's covenant with God. And then Ishmael, uh, uh, he heard the voice of the lad crying. He did not hear Hagar's voice crying. And she was the one crying. But he heard the voice of the lad crying. And I just thought that was so powerful because no matter what's going on around you, how much the darkness is coming around you, no matter what kind of turmoil or chaos is going on around all of us in today's world, we are covenant children of the Most High God, and He is a covenant-keeping God. And I just think that's powerful. And that day that I was on my knees in the bedroom, I had the, the boldness to come boldly, if you will. Well, that's why we can come boldly before the throne of grace, seeking His mercy and grace in the time of need. Why? Because Jesus Christ bore our sin, sickness, and disease in his body at the cross. By his stripes we were healed. By the blood of the Lamb we are cleansed and sanctified. God has provided. He provides for everything. If we, You know what our job is? To receive it. Our job is to receive it, to take it 
into our life and to allow God to lead us, allow Him to be there for us, allow Him to provide for me. In fact, it's according to your greatest expectations. We should expect Him to, to be there for us. I think it pleases Him when we have an expectation of Him being there for us. So I just encourage you in the days ahead to, to real think, think about think about the covenant. Jesus took everything in his body. He was like a sponge on that cross, and he absorbed all the sin, sickness, and disease that mankind had brought on himself. He absorbed it into himself, and now you and I have to say, Lord, I just release it. I thank you that by your stripes I was healed. I thank you that you bore my sin, sickness, and disease. Just think about it, past, present, and future. I thank you that you bore that for me in your body at the cross and allow him to do that for you. He wants to. He wants to, he wants to be there for us. And I, I encourage you. And in fact, I pray right now for your heart to be strengthened that your heart be strengthened, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith and you'll be rooted and grounded in the love of God. May he lead us in the love of God and the steadfastness of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you next week.